I'm Thomas Shabbat, and you're listening to the Sense Calls. From vaccinated but still distant studios across the National Capital Region, welcome to Season 9, Episode 10 of the Sense Call-Ups for Thursday, June 3rd, 2021. I'm Cardinal, Pan and Canuck are here as well, and we have a guest joining us. We've seen a strong finish to the season, a few signings, a ton of optimism, and the Leafs collapsed in the first round again. Boys... When was the last time we had an off-season with this much enthusiasm? Yeah, I know. That's fine. 2017? <laughs> you know what? The Leafs collapse just means that the world is coming back to normal, so... <laughs> nature is restored. <laughs> yeah, nature is healing. Before we go any further, uh, Sands Insider, thank you for joining us again. This seems to be a bit of a trend for this time of year. Glad to have you with us. Thanks for having me, guys. Outstanding. It's spring. Weather's decent outside. Vaccinations mm-hmm. are continuing at a blistering pace. Yep. Life is getting better by the minute. And there's so much enthusiasm about this team. It's almost, it, it really is the, okay, let's get the, let's get the Stanley Cup playoffs over with and let's get the summer over with so we can start playing hockey again. I don't want to miss the summer because I like summer, mm-hmm. but it's amazing how much positive energy is going around about this team these days. It's a, it's really a nice, nice feeling, especially considering the last few seasons. You, sir, did not see the editorial in The Citizen today. Which one? <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> but to, to, echo, to echo Cardinal, he's right. You know, it's been, I can't remember, but I remember how, like, golfing and being on the golf course and you're talking about the Sens and you, you're excited and you can't wait for the season to start and you're checking your phone, every, you know, in between shots because – you want to see what news is coming down. It's been a while since yeah. I've experienced <laughs> like, that. You know? I, I think the summer of 2017, we were still fairly positive mm-hmm. yeah. after the elimination. Now, that positivity did not last past game 10. Mm-hmm. But I think this is even bigger. But this, because, is, this is more. Yeah, this is bigger because there's... It, it's not just oh we just had a good a good season and I'm looking forward to uh, something as good. It's we just came off. Uh, if you if you take away the first twenty games of this season, this team had a pretty good rest of it, and it's trending upwards so much, and there's so much young talent and so much more in the pipe that we haven't even seen yet. Mm-hmm. The the optimism is just. It's like a young team. Well, and it is a young team, but it's almost like when this when the team was just starting to get close to a playoff spot for the first time. It kind of feels like that. You say you take off the first twenty games. That's about what seventeen losses. <laughs> it was a lot. Yes. <laughs> and I mean, the team wasn't playing well, and they, the 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 players improved as the season went on. But also the the changing 
of the lineup helped a great deal as well. But that also fed into the optimism by seeing all these, seeing a lot of prospects come in and thrive for the first time. I think the coaching changed a lot too. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, but at the same time, those changes to the lineup, you know, while they weren't popular with a lot of us, even though I like to troll the people on Twitter and say I supported it, in the end, maybe it gave enough time to allow the youth to develop a little bit more, you know, and mm -hmm. it was a it was a weird season anyways, right? 56 games or whatever it was. And, you know, you needed some of those veterans to come in and maybe show some of these guys how to be a, a team. And in the end, I think what we saw at the very, at the end of the season was a team, you know, some, something sound like Pierre Dorian now, but yeah, <laughs> we're a team. Yeah. We're a team. <laughs> we saw but, growth. Yes, exactly. Yep. And, and positive, well, like you said, positivity. And that's what we were hoping for. Enthusiasm. Yeah, that's what we were hoping Competitiveness. for. Competitiveness. Saw a lot of that. Hard work. <laughs> and identity. Okay. How about <laughs> yeah. the cruculency? <laughs> mm -hmm. Enough with the Just cliche. So we don't say character because character doesn't mean anything. <laughs> How about fun? That's what I say we saw. Fun. Yeah. So a hell of a lot of fun. It was fun to watch. It was fun mm -hmm. to be around. It was yep. fun to interact with other fans, you know? Yeah. It, I, I got to say, this is the first time in a long time where fans, whether, no matter which side of the, you know, spectrum you are with the team, whether you like the owner or hate the owner or you like this player or hate that player, it was nice to see people, you know, like back in the day, there was a divide on certain players, people either Spezza. loved them or they hated them. Yeah, yep. Spezza or Chris Neal or even, you know, Cody Cece or whoever it was, you know, Bor Borowiecki. But now back, it was like... Go back now, far enough, you can even say Daniel Alfredson. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah, but now it was like, there were people out there, you know, at the beginning of the season, they're like, oh, Zaitsev, he's terrible. But then towards the end of the season, you kind of keep receipts on those people and they're like, oh, what a play by Zaitsev. Oh, that was smart. You know, like, People were starting to come around. And you could actually have civilized conversations, and that was that's part of the winning culture, you know, because people aren't so negative all the time. Well, and the Sens could drop news this summer that could probably sell about thirty percent more season tickets just mm -hmm. with the news itself. From what I'm sure I, we're going to get into, from what I was told this week, they have less than five thousand season tickets sold for next year, but. I know I a think, couple. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm one, I'm I'm one of them for sure. But okay, I, think, I know three. <laughs> I'm talking but I think three. That, I think that will change. That will change. And the conversation I had was: you want to sell more tickets, you got to market the team better. And I felt I felt that you know I was just talking about positivity, but if I can go to a negativity, was they didn't market. Stutzla or some of the youth as much as they could have during a season when maybe you could have done something to get people back on board earlier than just having to wait for them to win and wait for, you know, feel good stories with the kids going to throw the hats over the fence and stuff like that. Like you need to capitalize on those moments. Right. So for me, it's about selling 
tickets and selling jerseys and merchandise and generating revenue so that in turn you can put a product on the ice that you know is financially or fiscally responsible you know so Mm -hmm. well going back to something you said just a couple of moments ago the nice thing about this season was for me that sends twitter as a whole was not a cesspool of negativity like it's been for the past few seasons and that i think is a bellwether for the greater city of ottawa the greater senators fandom i mean if 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 sends twitter twitter isn't negative completely negative then i think there's a a good deal more positivity in the rest of the world than you see there so mm-hmm. perfect i'm all for it yeah and in a time to f- where it's very difficult to find any positivity this has been a great escape <laughs> yeah it has well, again, you're in yeah, lockdown. Like, you got to have something to do. Well, exactly. we had we had the sense to cheer for, no, cheer for. Think about that for a second. They they were winning. <laughs> okay, let's yep. go. And it's because in, in previous years too. Because normally I would cheer for the tank. Well, I didn't need to this year. Exactly. Because we we have enough depth. This draft isn't supposedly very good. So it's like no, I'd rather I'd rather see these guys progress, and especially in the way because because Stutzla was was struggling mid season, he wasn't really doing much, but boy did he ever finish strong! Like he definitely because he's he he's getting a bunch of of goals, I think, mm-hmm. and he got his hat trick. It's like okay, he he's getting there, he's getting there. He definitely hit a wall, but yeah, he also played. In Germany, then he came over and did the World Juniors. And then, you know, the NHL is no joke, especially in a condensed season where you're going back and forth. Mind you, they they didn't have as much travel, but it's still a lot on you. Well, and they probably had more travel than uh, in time zone. Well, they definitely had more time zones than any other division. Mm-hmm. So, but so. definitely the positivity at the end of the season was, you know, I'm like pan on this one. I didn't care if they were winning. Like if I, if they weren't losing, I didn't care about the draft pick yesterday. Picking 10th to me was like, okay, we're picking 10th. Great. You know, we got Trent Mann, who's basically the terminator when it comes to drafting, you know, he's going to pick someone at 10 that's going to make an impact. And I think they're, while they say it's a, not a deep draft. I think that we don't truly know that because there hasn't been enough hockey played for anyone to really evaluate that. You're evaluating players that played last year mm-hmm. and not this year. And it was the same thing with NFL with the draft, right? You're, you know, 49ers draft a quarterback who didn't play this year, you know, like it's just one of those years that you're going to have to trust that you're, that you can forecast someone's future. So, and when you're right with Trent Mann, we have an ace in the hole on to being able to do that. And if you, I mean, we just signed the last of the 2017 draft pool. All yeah, seven of them are signed. Yeah, 2019. 2019. Yep. Let's get into some of that. But before we do, quick housekeeping email is podcast at sensecallups.com. Uh, the forums are at sensecallups.com. There's uh, there are threads for the uh, playoff series. There's the off-season thread 
There's still bingo going on if you want to play bingo. I have to admit I'm not just because I can't keep up with everything that's going on with the playoffs. So I've had to bow out of that. But that is still around as well. And the waiver wire sponsored by Netphone Canada is 1-844-728-7367. That's 1-844-SCUSENS. Ben, do you, do you want to do game summaries or do you just want to go into talking no, about stuff? No, just pretty much kind of talk about stuff. They, I didn't even do the game summaries. I don't remember. Perfect. Where, where we All right. Well, we've got lots to talk about. A lot to talk about. Just, I mean, the end. Of, we've done talking about the end of the season for sure. There are yep. a couple of small small things, um, excuse me, at the end of the year. Um, there were uh, there were a couple of injuries at the end of the year, and hopefully they won't be too serious between um, Shabbat and Josh Brown were both yep. out for the end of the season. Now, the positive so out of that, were. though, was that we we were, well, not forced, but uh, DJ was forced to play Mete and Brandstrom and yep. Ole Alsing. But, and Ole Alsing and, and, yep, and Jacob and Docker. And they, like the team, continued to win. Mm-hmm. They played well. I understand that apparently there's just less pressure in these cases, but... Good for them because these the teams that we were playing against were still fighting for playoff positions. Yeah, yeah. You know, take I think two the, players out, put two players in, and it keeps going. Mm-hmm. Which I think, I think, big, I, think ahead, that's a, I think that's a compliment to coaching because these players who hadn't been playing were coming in, and mm-hmm. they were able to they were able to play within the system that's established and contribute. Maybe in a limited role, that's fine, but they they weren't out of place. Yeah, well, they were they were in an elevated role too, because of the mm-hmm. because of Shabbat and Brown missing, so mm-hmm. someone had to be a shutdown. And then I think after the biggest thirty minutes, yeah, the biggest positive was shutting Shabbat down actually, and because they were playing him way too much from my mm-hmm. perspective. Mm-hmm. And I agree. Maybe this was a blessing in disguise, and maybe they learned from it. Maybe whatever the upper body injury is that, you know, whoever's the therapists or the doctors say to them, listen, this is an overuse injury, or this is something that, you know, over time, we, you just, you it kept building and building because he was overdoing it. And hopefully this is a lesson because I don't think you need the horse Shabbat. Like you don't need him to carry you 30 minutes a night. You know, I think if you, play a proper structured system with and you trust the guys that you've brought in yep. that you can pull the reins back on Shabbat and save him for the playoffs. I'm sorry. That's that's how Carlson, you know, m- most of his injuries happened was overuse. Mm-hmm. They were they were driving him to play, driving him to play, driving him like and it's like I get it. He's the best player on the ice, but Shabbat had a has a bit of Carlson in him where he one minute looks like the best player on the ice and then one minute he looks like the worst player on the ice because it's a bad giveaway it's a bad pinch he gets caught you know and he's tired and he's fatigued and everyone just says well he plays he's playing 30 minutes tonight well yeah but he doesn't have to because you should trust the people and I think when they did trust the players we saw what their system could look like and I think Actually, Shabbat might injury might have saved some jobs too. It might have saved Capuano's job because defensively they had to tighten up. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people's jobs were on the line until stuff started to turn around. And mm-hmm. if they play Shabbat less, 
he can play more of his game. He'll be better. Yep. He may be on the ice less, but he mm-hmm. won't be so fatigued and he can he can bring the magic because he's not trying to survive 30 minutes a night. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And we saw it a what couple a nice of idea. games too. Like there was an overtime game against Toronto where even though he's physically able to do it, but he had a mental lapse and ended up just passing it right to Matthews and he came in and scored in, in the the game winner in overtime. Mm-hmm. So like I to- like totally agree. As someone that's, as someone that's played, you know, a pretty high level competitive, I played competitive soccer at a pretty high level at a provincial level, and, you know, my fitness was phenomenal when I was younger. But it didn't matter. Like when you start getting fatigued, you start making those mental gaffes, and you give the puck away, and it's so easy to, you know, not be focused anymore. So I think. Like you guys said, you bring him back, you let he can play more of his game. And I know I talked to a uh, an NHL source this week, and we were talking about Shabbat, and he said, well, are you happy with the contract you gave him because he only scored, what, one power play goal this year? And I'm like, well, that's the problem. He's, I think he's just fatigued. And in the end, to tell you the truth, I'm not really worried about his goals. I'd rather him getting assists on the power play than anything. But yeah, when when you're overplaying a player, he's gonna make mistakes, you know. So, well, the Senators ended the last 14 games of the season. They were 10, three, and one. Mm-hmm. That that tells you why it was so much fun at the end of the season. Yeah. Um, the other interesting t- statistic was they were 0 and 10 in the second game of back to backs. Yeah. Yeah, th- this is coaching stuff that needs to get rectified. But I remember there was one, th- there was one back to back that Shabbat played. I think it was thirty-two minutes, and then the next game thirty-five. Yeah. It's oh like, yeah, he you was can't being, play more oh, than an yeah. hour in in two days in, in, two in twenty-four hours. Days. Yeah, it's it doesn't make sense. So it really doesn't. And then the other thing with all this, like I know there was one thing about playing Carlson in the playoffs when he was hurt. Which really ended up ruining him. But why are, why are you overplaying him? I'm pretty sure Shabbat was hurt at the start of the year too because he did not look great. But why are you overplaying him in a season that really doesn't matter? Exactly. Save well, think, his job. That's why. Exactly. Well, but this is guilty of every coach you know, in the NHL or every mm-hmm. coach in professional sports. You play your your star because you're trying to save your job and we've seen it with the sends. It's like you play these guys and you constantly play them and you put no trust in the youth. You put no trust in Brandstrom. You put no trust in some of these other players. Guy Boucher was so guilty of it. And then when the play, and then when the player gets out there and finally you bring him into the lineup, he's so freaking nervous to make a Mm -hmm. mistake that he can't even play his game. He can't get in the flow of it. He's trying to, you know, they say do the little things and chip it up the, you know, off the boards and out and this and that. But what if that's not totally their game? What if they're a Brandstrom and they're a skating person and it's like, well, simplify your game. Yeah, but they're trying to simplify their game to the point where they're not making mistakes so they don't get yanked out. And I think the reason Mete didn't do well in Montreal but did well in Ottawa is because 
when he left, when he was in Montreal, anytime he was in the lineup, he was scared to make a mistake. He was going to get crucified for it. Comes to Ottawa, Shabbat gets hurt. Now it's like, well, we have no choice. You make a mistake, you're still going to roll out next shift. And that's exact, you know, and that was the same thing with Brandstrom. You make a mistake, we're still going to roll you out because we have no one else to play. Well, I think you've seen some of their better hockey because of that. It certainly helps. Injuries as a helpful tip. I don't know about that. <laughs> Remember, you can't that. you can't feed your kids steak. You can't give yeah. them steak when they're babies. You can't feed steak to a baby. Yeah, sure you can. Just put it in a blender. You just have to puree it <laughs> <laughs> with a little bit of beer, and they'll sleep very well. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, senators have actually had a couple of signings in the last little while since we were here last, at least. Um. They signed Zub to a two-year, $5 million deal. Hooray. Yep. Love that signing. I found it interesting that it's only two years. Yeah, it'll be a UFA after that. Mm-hmm. But depending on who's here and how they've progressed exactly. during those two years, he may or may not be necessary. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he's really good for those two years, and if we can keep him after that, great, but he may not be necessary after that. So it's a great yeah. signing on both sides. And I mean, for 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 the price tag, considering he came out of nowhere and was an absolute star. Yep. Good job. Best defensive defenseman we've had since Mark uh, Mark Mathot. I was complete. I mean, I didn't have any expectations because I didn't know all that much about him when he arrived. Yep. Well, he he blew my expectations out of the water. I thought it was great. The surprise signing for me was Anton Forsberg. They oh, signed. That's a, good, that's a good one, though. I'm not Given saying it's a bad one. Year. I'm not saying it's a bad one at all. It just surprised me with all the other goalies. Now yeah. we it, needed it, a lot of goalies. Right. Let's be honest. Yeah, we needed a lot of them. the way that now that we know that Hogberg's not going to get uh, qualified. It, it makes sense because then you've got Matt Murray and Forsberg for the NHL next year. You hope hopefully still have Decord and. Uh, Oh, Gustafson. what's his name? Gustafson. Gustafson. For the AHL, then Mandelisi and Sogard for the ECHL, if we have an ECHL team. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, for me, the Forsberg contract is nothing more than a movable asset. If you yeah. had locked him in for two years and whatever, not that mm-hmm. someone would have paid him $1.5 million, but it's a $700,000 contract or whatever. You know, like, yeah. That's it's a perfect stopgap. Yeah, exactly. And you don't have to rush him out. And, you know, maybe you don't – I know the goal from what I've been told is to make a push for the playoffs. But say you take a step backwards, which some a lot of rebuilding and young teams do. Well, now you have a, an asset that you can move out and you pick up an extra pick. And it, what did it cost you? Not much. Yeah. And it moves really everybody nothing. else up one. Yeah. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. And and you've got because we got him for free too, right? Because he was a, he was a waiver. Yeah, he was a waiver pickup. That's right. Mm-hmm. So you turn a waiver pickup into a sixth, seventh round pick. Fine, great. Mm-hmm. Also, maybe oh. he gets picked up in the draft too. Uh, Expan- the expansion, he expansion will. draft. No, mm-hmm. I, I, I think there's better that. options out there. But there's a there's a lot of better options. Oh, this this yeah. is this is what when I talk to uh, to Pan, you know regularly we talk about like people are way too obsessed with like 
Joey Decord and Gustafson, like as if yeah. those like, are the prime. About Jake know, Allen in Montreal or something like that, you know, the yeah. higher caliber. Yeah, like just mm-hmm. looking through through the through the division, you've got Jake Allen, you've got Braden Holbys, who was a Cup winner. Um, Anderson won't get signed in Toronto, so you can just sign him for free. Uh, who's behind Hellebuck? I can't remember. The net, the empty net. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> nice. So like, there's there's better options. Joy Decord's got one NHL win. An expansion team isn't going to pick a guy that's got one NHL win. Mm-hmm. And and we might have talked about this in the past. Expansion teams are generally built, and Vegas was an exception, but they're still built this way. You choose the players that have the best residual trade value. So Michael even Bach. with Vegas, because I can't remember, what's his name that went back? David Perron? Because they took Perron, they took March or so, and I think his contract was expiring. James Neal was another one. And they took these guys because they had one year left on, on their deals with the expectation of, I'm going to select them now, we're going to play them through the year and trade them in, in, at the deadline. Now, unfortunately, they became way too good, so they had to keep them. Perron ended up signing back with uh, St. Louis, and then James Neal went to Edmonton. Edmonton. We all know how horribly that went for him, but that's the way that they were built. So when we're looking at Ottawa, and I'm sure we can talk about this, but uh, again, (laughs) because it's fun, and it's the next thing that's really kind of coming up on, on the calendar, but you're not going to take a goalie because he will clear waivers. Um, at the start of the season, every team will have their two goalies. So you're not going to go by and pick a goalie off waivers at the start of the season after, after training camp. Well, the and, other side of the coin is Anton Forsberg, depending on who loses a goalie in the draft, in the expansion draft, mm-hmm. they might be looking for one and he may be able to be turned into an asset right then. Could mm-hmm. be. Yeah. Could be. Mm-hmm. So Not the worst I, move in the world. I think even even if you lose Joey Decord or Gustafson, you still you have know, the other one. In, in a in a couple, yeah, you still have the other ones. But in a couple of years from now, we're going to be having the same conversation where it's like, well, why aren't they playing Mandelizi or why aren't they playing Sogard? Sogard should be our start. Like we have so many decent prospect goalies. Marilinen's just a stud. Yeah, I was going to say, the other one we haven't even signed yet. Thank you, Marilyn. I couldn't come up with a name. Yeah. You know, obviously, the Sens did right on that one, and they and they signed the right Levi. So, yeah. You know. <laughs> but I just wanted to talk about the Zub contract because you had brought it up there. Sure. The only thing I don't get is this whole walking players to unrestricted free agency, like why that's such a – big deal to me it's like you got to, a player, to the fan base you mean well to the fan base to the so-called experts to you know you walk i think people just it's, look it's for, not what people used to do and now you see yeah. a lot more yeah but i think you got a player who he was free right you brought mm-hmm. him over you paid him nothing this year you're paying him really not that much for the next two years you get another look at him. If you like him at the end of this year, you can start negotiations early 
Or you could say, okay, you know what? Brandstrom's come along. Sanderson's coming along. We we kept this guy around. You know, like there's so many factors that could play. I think we overvalue this walking players to free agency because in the end, it doesn't to me it doesn't really matter. You know, yeah. I, I don't think you need to sign someone for five years or six years and then what if something happened? Look at Toronto. They signed Zaitsev, and then in Toronto, they couldn't wait to get rid of him a year later. So, Yeah, because Zaitsev would be a very similar case, right? Because he's a KHL signing. Yeah. So really an identical situation. Look, and then with that at... too, because like, so with, with the Zub contract and that, because I know some, pe- some people were saying it's like, should have given him five, like the Mark Mathot deal, a five-year, $5 million contract. So I was like, okay, well, that's mm-hmm. $25 million that you're committing. Mm-hmm. And instead, you've got him for two years, paying him two and a half per year. Yeah. So similar to, to what Insider just said, if next summer, if you really wanted to keep him, then you can pay him, I think it's like, $6.3 million per year for the, for a three year deal. Mm-hmm. And the total dollars out is the same. So right. is he going to, is, is he at the end of a three year flat cap demand tripling his income? Mm-hmm. Probably not. No. And, and with that, we don't know what our depth is. This is right side. So you've got JBD mm-hmm. and Sanderson. you've got Lassie Thompson Sanderson's on the left side. You've got Branstrom as a swing. And who knows if we pick up another right D in a trade for expansion draft. Dumba. Dumba, yeah. I think I, I kept hearing, I know you, you mentioned the Mark Mathot. I kept hearing the comparison to TJ Brody and his contract. And it's like, okay, great. He played, he played well, but are you going to like that contract and – 2022 2023 or 2023 like anything can happen players can get hurt i think it's a low risk signing Mm -hmm. with potential high risk upside so walking players to unrestricted free same you know this yeah we we've gotten burned in the past as a fan base which is why we're bringing it up yeah but also at the timing of when this was signed because it was right at the end of the year so if you're telling me that it's a ba- it's a bad deal because of the term for the player, why did he sign it e- immediately? Mm-hmm. And if the team wanted more term and the player wouldn't, wouldn't budge, why did the team sign it immediately? Both parties are happy with it. Don't forget, this guy doesn't speak the language. And he's been living in a hotel. So is this also is it also short shorter time for him because he doesn't know how homesick he might be getting. Mm-hmm. And especially like, cause uh, what's his name? Anisimov. He's not coming back. So Zaitsev's Russian. He'll probably still be here. And Navrimov's then Dadnov gone. is apparently on the block. So we might not have another Russian form to, uh, or just, just one guy or maybe one or two with Sokolov coming. I was going to say Sokolov. Yeah. He, he'll probably still be in the AHL next year. Um, He's probably more Canadian than anything. Yeah. Really interesting interview with him the other day. He didn't speak a word of English when he arrived here to play in Cape Breton in 2017. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And his English is phenomenal. Fantastic. Yeah. He, he, he took on to, onto it like, uh, like the Swedes do. 
Mm-hmm. Very Troy little Mann. accent. Very Troy engaging. Mann absolutely loves him. Loves oh, him. I absolutely love him. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a very, very close friends with uh, Drake Batherson. Yes, that's because Drake right. Batherson uh, basically took him under his wing when he first arrived in in Canada. In They're very, very close. Yeah, and people complained about shot. drafting the same team. Whatever. Well, people <laughs> complain about drafting an overager, and you know, some players fall through the cracks, and mm-hmm. you know, there's hundreds of examples of players that you know you you draft them, you don't draft them, you missed on them, you it's. It's a crapshoot in the end. <laughs> you know, yeah, look really at the is. year the Sens drafted uh, Pumple, Mason, Mason, and uh, and uh, uh, and that's Oh, that's was it. it. Well, yeah, yeah, that was the the, the first round, and then you add Shane. No, not Shane Pinto. What's his Shane name? Prince? Shane Pumple. Oh, Shane. Yeah, Shane. Shane Prince later round. in the same draft. Yeah, like we were. That was Look supposed to be. Left. Yeah. Now Zabanajad had turned into a hell of a player, but mm-hmm. but yeah, like Pumple and Nathan, like Nathan turned Prince. into like Bobby Ryan's leg, essentially, <laughs> and he's never really made the league. Same thing with what's his name, Darlene, the second round pick that we had, and we traded him to Toronto in the um, Dion Phaneuf trade, and everyone was upset about that. Wasn't that Tobias Lindbergh? Sorry. Dalin no, Dolan was a one for um, Burroughs. Burroughs. Yeah. And Burroughs was. I, a, I don't. I don't think he made the the league. I don't think he's played. No, a game. he he's no no he's playing overseas in Sweden. So. Hmm. There's one signing though that we're all waiting for. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, honestly, like you're gonna have to set up like a, a tele telethon. Um, phone system Drake. at the at the CTC. For when you Is announce that, the signing of Drake Batherson, oh. yes. <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. <laughs> well, both are big signings in my opinion. Oh, oh, I love Absolutely. Drake Batherson. He might be my favorite player now. He reminds me of James Neal. Less elbows. Like, less elbows, but sturdy, big. You know, you notice him on the ice. He reminds me of young mm-hmm. Mark Stone. Mark Stone, yeah. Young Mark. He doesn't have the takeaways yet, but he's a young Mark Stone. He's mm-hmm. better skating. Bigger than you think that he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he skates way better than, than Mark Stone did at that age, but the shot. So. so so Insider, if you're Pierre Dorian, what do you put on the table for your first offer to um, Brady Kachuk? I think you I think you get on a plane, you fly down to St. Louis, and you don't dick around with it. You bring the jersey with the C on it and you sit down and you say to him, Here we're offering you eight years times eight and a half million. And you offer some signing bonus money and you offer him the no trade. And you just get it done. I don't think it's a hard contract to get done, but I'm it's also not. just a I'm also just a fan, and I'm trying to be positive for our thousands of listeners of this podcast. But <laughs> I think 
No, I think you get I get you get on the plane, you bring the jersey, you offer the eight times eight and a half. You eight say and you're a half our because man. it's more than Shabbat. I think it's it's more than Shabbat, but I think it's you're you're also you you don't like Brady Kachuk. You're not buying goals. You're not buying points. You're buying a lot of intangibles that you can't teach. You're buying passion. You're buying leadership. You're buying motivation for your future players, your future signings. You're your buying season base. ticket holders. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yep. So <laughs> I, I've seen multiple people say, I'm in once Brady's in. Exactly. Now, what well, if Brady comes back and he says, thanks, I want just a, a, a bridge deal, which he might say, with it, well within his right. I, I've heard the rat the Ratnan deal, which is five times forty two. Yeah. Five five years forty two million. See, five years to me now, doesn't sound like a bridge deal. That's, that's, yeah, yeah, it's five years of bridge deal. To you know five years it, it doesn't not, doesn't feel like it. It's not a bridge deal, but it and it, it walks and it, that it, walks him to UFA. That right? worth, yeah. No, that, that buys one year. Buys one year. Uh, a bridge deal, I think like two or three years in my head. I'm thinking bridge mm-hmm. deals, but yeah. Yeah. And then the risk of the bridge deal is that's what his brother did. But mm-hmm. that'll be six years, so he won't be um he won't be a UFA at the end of that. I'll tell you though, the attitude between him and his brother and the way they speak about their respective teams are night and day. Yeah, oh, very much really? so. And, oh yeah. Matthew's on the out. Matthew's so- like He's when, really on the out on that team. If we rewind a season or two ago when, let's face it, it seemed like every negative thing that could happen with the Senators was happening, and you, we heard like his when dad we picked talk. Brady Kachuk instead of, uh, what's his name, Zadina? Yeah, but even just uh, the uh, the father, right, talking about Melnick and, and that kind of stuff, there was definitely yeah. concerns. Do you, you, you think that's past? Do you think Brady and his agent and his family kind of gotten over that i'd like to hope so i'd like to think that it's if it's they're not completely over it it's certainly in the rearview mirror simply by what this team has done this season well in the offseason last season and this season it really has turned it more than 90 degrees like it's really really moved the the needle on what they're trying to do and how they're trying to do it and it worked and there's and there's more to come. It's it. There's a lot more potential already on the. It, the potential is more realized. And there's, as much as has been realized, there's even more to come, rather than all of it being potential because it really was the last place team for two seasons in a row, which was just bottoming out. It really is on an upward swing, in many ways, and positivity within the team as well as in the fan base. I see that as being a big, big difference from two years ago. Yeah. And like he looked at the start of the year, I was very concerned because he was, he looked really frustrated when the team continuously lost. Then he was getting to fights at the end of the game. And I remember one game, like he, I think it was probably after a fight or something. And he ended up smashing against the glass and on his way out and that I was a little bit concerned, but by the end of it, they're all having fun. Coincidentally, all of these players just so happen to be um, childhood friends. Mm-hmm. So the situation's good. He likes the city for the 
amount of time that he's been here. Um, he, he's a heartbeat of the team. It's being built around him. And it's all, and like what, what insiders said is don't dick around with a piece of paper because you everything's going great now. Don't try to nickel and dime it to sour what's going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only nickel and diming I've heard is this thing that got leaked, or not didn't get leaked, he said it to the media, uh, Melnick saying, well, we're not going to give out the captaincy to a bridge deal. I think that was I don't, bad yeah. negotiating. It, it is. Because even it, if he has a bridge a, deal, it's a I threat give the in the way, well, th- this is just the way that Melnick speaks. I don't think not, that, I don't think speaker. that, I don't think that's bad negotiating. I think that's bad PR training for Melnick. Well, that's yes. Melnick being Melnick. Yeah. Okay, yeah. we should be used to it by now. This Listen, it didn't exactly come as a shock to me that he said it. People get mad when he talks, but then they get mad when he doesn't talk. But I, but <laughs> I gotta, I gotta say, I don't. And I, I put the tweet out yesterday. I don't think that there is anything wrong with wanting to have your captain here for eight years and not three years or five years and. Have to in read, principle, absolutely. You know, yeah. and but at the same time, you could kind of on the uh, to steal what Colonel says. You know, on the the other side of the coin, which is maybe it's a tactic to say we're going, we're going for it. We're going to offer him a big contract, and he's going to be our captain. So yeah, I'm not going to give a captaincy to someone on a bridge deal because we're not expecting that to happen. You know. I, I yeah, but then you just don't you just don't say that. From what I'm hearing, they're going big. They're going in. They're gonna put all their cards on the table with him. I think he's in a good situation. They did the right move when they traded Carlson away and they brought in Josh Norris. He was a he was his best friend. They're always together. I mean, this isn't like you've become friends with these players because you're in camp with them. This is a player he's been friends with his entire life, pretty much. Then, you know, how perfect it is. Like Brady, if he's not going to want to be here, he doesn't bring in Stutzel this year to live with him. He doesn't, Mm -hmm. you know, tell, tell everyone, Oh, they're going to live all together next year. Again, he's coming back. He knows he's coming back. It's the contract that, you know, everyone's worried about. And like, uh, Pan said we've been burned so many times in the past, but I'm gonna believe that we're here to do it the right way this time. So, yeah, that's that, what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm hoping for, and that's why I renewed my season tickets because I'm betting on them. So, let's see how it goes. The only thing I would add to all that is I want to make sure that. I, I I so want him signed, but I don't, I don't want him. I don't want him signed at any cost because at any cost starts to become problematic in a few years when there's a lot of other contracts coming up. Mm-hmm. Yep. And well, I think that we we've we've seen what's been going on uh, down the four hundred one with that particular mm-hmm. problem, and I mm-hmm. don't want that to be our problem. So, I think that pro- I think that problem won't necessarily exist because i don't think we have 10 million dollar players yeah but i also don't i also don't think we have a 10 million dollar market where in toronto it's like 
We'll just throw money at you. We'll throw money at you. Oh, you want this? Yeah, here you go. Here's a boatload of money just to make the fans happy, just to, you know, buy that goodwill with, with your fan base. But I don't think we, I don't think we, we need that. I think we got, I think we're actually set up quite nicely. If you can get Brady in at eight times eight and a half or eight times eight, seven, five, you got Thomas locked in at eight, eight, right? Uh, eight, just eight. Eight. Yeah, eight. eight. No, yeah, eight times eight, though, sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you're going to bring... Stutzel will come in around that. Stutzel will come around that. Drake and Batherson. That be, yeah, Batherson won't Drake, be that level. No, he won't be that level. Maybe he'll be a, a $5 million player, $6 million player. Like, you're saving a lot of money. And all yeah. honesty, this pandemic hit the Ottawa Senators at the absolutely right time. Mm-hmm. Because... The, the cap's flat, and the opportunity to make money elsewhere isn't there anymore. Yeah. And this might still continue to help us five, six years down the road if these guys are signing seven, eight-year deals. Let's hope so. Mm-hmm. As an interesting aside, this one came up on, I think I heard it on the radio the other day. There are, if I, I've heard it twice, and I heard two different numbers, so I have to go with both of them. There's either 13... Or 18, I believe it's 18 players in the league who make eight-digit salaries, i.e. 10 or more. Mm-hmm. There's one playing in the second round of the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's Carey Price, right? Exactly. So all these other players making all that money? The only one who deserves it, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man. Uh, Ovi. If they could Ovi. sell tickets, he would have made that back in game one, or game three and four of the second round. <laughs> when you think of it, man. like Exactly. But that's that's the counterpoint to the, it, you know, more money doesn't necessarily make a better player. Correct. So if we can manage to uh, keep yeah, things this is, sensible. It's, it's not a basketball roster. It's not five players, right? It's 20. 23. Exactly. Exactly. So and how are you going to? That's the difference of the sport. Exactly. Now, now that said, Mark Stone's at nine and a half. Mark Stone's worth nine and a half million. Yeah. And like, what, what's Colorado? Colorado's got a bunch of nine guys. Mm-hmm. So, so you're you just? Oh no, it's just Rantan. Wow, it's just Rantan. This Nathan McKinnon deal is a steal. Why, what's he playing for? Six point three. For how many more years? Uh, two more after this one. Wow! What a, this it was a seven-year deal at six point three. Okay, but five years ago that was a lot of money. Yeah, so. but that's okay. His modified no trade just kicked in. <laughs> <laughs> well, unbelievable. Uh, I think you, I think as a player, this goes to Brady Kachuk. Do you want to take all the money? And maybe win, or do you want to take some of the money and keep what's being built here and, you know, win? That's the. Well, I think that's the selling point on, on him signing for say eight and a half by eight. Mm -hmm. Yes. You're making, you're making that or 8.75. You're making that token more Mm -hmm. than Shabbat because Mm -hmm. you're, you're worth it, but you're keeping things sensible so that there is money because this is not a team that will necessarily spend to the cap. Big surprise there. Um, 
you're keeping some of that other money around for other people as a supporting cast. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of good supporting cast around here, mm-hmm. and there's more coming. Yep. But there has to be able to there there has to be money to be able to afford some, and some of them will get traded away. Mm-hmm. We have too many prospects, especially if they start to pan out the way that some of them have already, mm-hmm. which is an asset for something else, absolutely. Yep. But and you know what, some... the, the the team really needs to come in with it with its partners also mm-hmm. for this whole contract, because like I I know in Toronto it's like. If you say that you like soup, but all of a sudden you got you, you you get a soup deal. So, with the Sens, you've got partners like Canadian Tire, like Bell. Why don't you say it's like, hey, here's Brady? Instead of just getting to a local car dealership and getting him a free lease or something like that, here's a for Bell, Tim Hortons, whatever it is, especially something like Bell. You can do something with him and Matthew, depending on on who the sponsors are with uh, Scotiabank. Or Scotiabank with um, the Flames. The, with the Flames, I don't know why I call them Scotiabank. That's hilarious. It's a <laughs> well, It's Scotiabank. Sco- Scotiabank has how many arenas in this in this country now? <laughs> Half of them. <laughs> um, so, like, can, can you just have a partnership like that? Then then you're you're using the same commercial for two markets. Like whatever the stuff was, like Matthew versus Brady, and like the Nerf guns and things like that. that or make it a national market if you've got two like that. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that's what so, that essentially you're, you're talking creative. about doing. A, you're talking about doing a, a Cole Harbor thing with Sidney Crosby and and McKinnon with Tim no, no, Hortons, no, 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 right? No, 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 no. See, Tim Hortons, you have to have uh, Austin Matthews. You got to have somebody from Boston. You yeah. got somebody that from makes Colorado. no sense like, to me at all. Not only that, like, they didn't even have McDavid. They didn't even have McDavid. They had Dry yeah, It was Dry You can't get the uh, McDavid rights. And I, but, granted, I also especially liked how they're trying to force Matthews down everyone's throat. Like, no, yeah. I'm going to stick with Shea Weber. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, correct, <laughs> good choice. Pan and I have talked about this, and you know, you got to do the with uh, with uh, Brady. You got to do the the Tavares thing, right? When you go there, you bring. You're a rep from Bell. You bring a rep from Canadian Tire or Sports Check or whoever it is, and you sit down. You get away from Farm these. Boy. You get away from these uh, small, small time, uh, you know, dealerships here. That, you know, Jubilee Jewelers. Yeah, like it's, get it's away not going to pay him much. Yeah, no, but that's how you make up the salary. You know, like okay, we're going to pay you eight and a half, but you're going to get. X amount for doing these commercials and you know we're going to get you your own line at uh at whatever Canadian tire you know like it's there's so much marketing out there and the power of it and it's good for the team too at the same time so <laughs> Brady Kachuk secures his online retail with Shopify so should you mm-hmm. <laughs> Hey Ottawa company That's yep. uh that's pan savior for uh, the sense Except he Shopify? doesn't like hockey. Oh, what yeah. is? Yeah. What, what do you equate with Ottawa? I mean, it's Shopify, government. Uh... People don't even know that Shopify's here. And that's yeah. a problem. Yep. Well, it's because it's everywhere. It's an online company. It's not necessarily Correct. based. Like, they don't Correct. know that it's based here because they think it's universal. Brady Kachuk yeah. sends to- Toby's his mom cookies through Canada Post. So should you. <laughs> 
<laughs> they got there, there at go. some point. <laughs> it wasn't UPS <laughs> where it was stuck behind Cabela's <laughs> three months. <laughs> I ordered something from from Nike a month and a half ago, and it's been at FedEx in Indianapolis. Since then. <laughs> oh weather, no! Weather and delays Nike, or something. So Nike's just giving yeah, me back my. They've given me back the money, and they've assumed that somebody's stolen my <laughs> merchandise. My merchandise, which is which is has been my excuse for not working out, because I'm like, well, the clothes isn't here yet, so <laughs> obviously. <laughs> I don't need an I, excuse, I think it was, but good, I, good on you. Yeah, it might have been Brian five or six. He's like, so I ordered something, and like I think it was again at a post tracking. He's like, so it left Ottawa, went to Montreal, and now it's coming back to Ottawa. That was my uh, Stutzla jersey. What? Did that? Oh, I that's that. right. Yours did that too. Ord- ordered it. I lived down the street from the frigging Canadian Tire Center. <laughs> Goes to Montreal, gets stuck there for two weeks. Everybody else is getting <laughs> theirs the next day. I'm like. And eventually gets back to Ottawa. Like, oh, just a shipping issue. I ordered. I ordered. <laughs> uh, you could have just walked it over. Is there an issue? You could have walked it over. <laughs> I would have uh, walked Pan, out and picked it up. Pan knows. Pan knows this one. I ordered a car, and <laughs> we call the deal. The dealership calls. Uh, they're called Noms, and it's like the concierge service for. Your, GM to find out where your car is. And the car got built in Bowling Green, Kentucky, and it's supposed to ship to Toledo. And then from Toledo, it's supposed to go to Montreal and then get shipped to Ottawa. He calls them and then like, yeah, right now it's stuck in Colorado. <laughs> and he's like, okay. why is it in Colorado? She And the girl's like, I have no idea, but it's been in Colorado for a few weeks. And like the total opposite area where it's supposed to go. So welcome to the world of shipping. Amazing, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes you win in shipping, eh? Hub and spoke, baby. Hub yeah. and spoke. And that's probably sitting on a train in a yard somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I still like that I got one case of the product that I got instead of one box. <laughs> I was trying to order that product and they're out of stock now. Oh, it's amazing! Yeah. So this 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 just came in, which is not giving news to the to the listener. How many games do you guys think the Chifley got? And don't look. Oh, Three, one, one, four. Wow! What? Four? Really? Yep. Wow! For a hit though. And Tom Wilson got a five thousand dollar fine. He got four four games for a hit that wasn't his fault. Oh, okay. Uh-oh. Okay. Are you trying to start a Twitter war? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. Tom Wilson got a $5,000 fine. But, yeah. Wow. Four games. That's And this shocking. is not. This, this is like, oh, I know why. Because it's the Habs. This match is a Griba hit. Did Griba get four? Grabber got hit four. On did, did, did he get four or two? I thought he got two. I thought it was only two. You're talking about the hit on player, player 56? Yeah. <laughs> the lack of respect. Grabber. To be fair, what I'm playing NHL I can't wait for the on the PlayStation, I would have made that check too, but I don't know. Oh, <laughs> yes, but then you're just like... You're just... 
Oh no, Greiber Greiber got two. Wow. I mean I'm making I'm I'm making that hit it that hit every Saturday morning at Costco. What are you talking about? <laughs> Get out of my lane. Oh, I want the shit. last bit of cheese. Oh, Unbelievable. There's That's... been a there's been a lot of suspensions this playoff. Wow. Well, yeah, I mean Kadri got eight, but he's a chronic repeat offender, yeah. especially in the playoffs. And I so I hope I hope he smartens up when he when he gets traded to Ottawa this summer. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't start with that. It's one year. It's fine. Nazim? No, I don't want him. He absolutely fits this model. I don't. And he played want really him. well with Connor Brown. It's one year. Listen, when he gets suspended for twenty games, and Logan Brown can finally make his way up to the NHL, everybody wins. No, that's don't weird. want him. Don't want him. He's a he's a weasel. Yeah. I don't want him. He's going to fit in great with the rest of her weasels. Weasels like are Warren good when they're on your team. <laughs> we have, then we have enough weasels already. We don't know. No, we need more. Of, of all Ridley. the players in the league. One weasel Ridley. or multiple weasels. There is never too many weasels. If there Ridley is, you Ridley. make a coat. No, the difference between Brady Kachuk and Nazem Kadri is Brady Kachuk will fight. Nazem Kadri will not. So if you want to call them equal weasels, there's a big difference. No. I can't think of a player no, in the I NHL except possibly more than the only player I want on my team less than Nazem Kadri is Tom Wilson. Kadri, I'll tell you this much about I'll tell you this much about Kadri. Him coming to Ottawa is a marketing dream. We have such a large Lebanese community. That's true. Could you imagine? The amount of jersey sales you would have. My, Murray my, wanted my, him. Yeah, Murray did want him. My kid, my kids. DJ are, knows uh, him well. Yeah, my kids are quarter Lebanese. They, they, I'd get them Padre jerseys. It, the shawarma sales would skyrocket. Oh, the oh, shawarma sales are already really hot. <laughs> they really are. <laughs> <laughs> That's Ottawa. what Ottawa's known for. Shawarma. You got to get the shawarma king in there. Oh yeah. But no, Shopify and the yeah, Nas did a really good job for. for We could put we could put Kadri inside of that bubble on top of the Shawarma King's van, (laughs) and then make it into a dunk tank, except with real bullets. Oh my! (laughs) (laughs) Jeez, that's worth some my joke about a Canada Kia um, dealership. No, I do not want Kadri's Canada Kia. KKK. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's that's okay. Moving on. That's bad. <laughs> Moving on. Um, not too much stuff left to talk about with the senators. To be Let's talk- Nick. Nick Paul okay, being ahead. the Masterton uh, nominee. Great Good news. for him. Stutzler. Remember, not in the, I don't not remember if if this was. Yeah, he didn't have like Nor- Norris had a better year than than Stutzler did. But remember, I don't remember if he was talking to us as influencers. Or in the end of the year presser, and I'm pretty sure it was in 2018, where Pierre Dorian said, Nick Paul needs to show me if he wants to be a player or not. And boy, did I, he ever turn it around. I think that was with us when we were in that suite that one time. When he Could be. There. Could be. We have to play the tape back to see. <laughs> That's a lot of tape, even though yeah. we only have 99 episodes. Uh, 179. Thanks for playing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> other quick news uh, with the world, the IHF World Championships going on. Uh, Jack Capuano went to coach Team USA. 
Zub is playing for Russia. Uh, Nick Paul, Connor Brown, and JBD all playing for Canada. Haven't watched. Good. They did they play but, in the semis? I think Canada was playing Russia today, or is it tomorrow? I think it was today, actually. I haven't. I was. I've been busy. I haven't been. I didn't keep up. With they it. played. They played it. today. They won today. Oh, did they? they <laughs> so they won in the finals. They had a Bread rough start, man. Semifinals. It was a great final today. Bread eater won it. Bread eater. Manjapane. Manjapane. Yes, bread eater. Oh, bread eater. <laughs> I, I laugh every time I hear that. And like, <laughs> That's amazing. I laughed every, like when I was hearing the games against Calgary. I'm like Manjapani. I'm like he's bread eater. Like that doesn't. That's a really okay. I was thinking the same thing. Or it could be a cheese. I mean, I know it literally means bread eater, but it sounds like an Italian cheese as well. Mm-hmm. So he probably had like a really really like huge um, relative at some point down the line. <laughs> Just like hang up by the bakery and eat the bread. Is that how he got the Can't name? Say. Maybe so. Yeah, yeah. You never know. I can think of worse career moves than hanging up by the bakery eating bread. Especially, um, especially in Italy. <laughs> exactly. Mm. Just put me near the... Oh, uh, just give me a glass of wine. Okay. I'm good to go. Mm-hmm. Um, other quick news. The draft was last night, which was a non-event for our Ottawa Senators fans because we went in number 10, and for once we didn't drop. Yeah, that's, well, that's a win. Draft ever. That's a win. <laughs> and you know what? I'm really happy that this year they just flew through it. They did go through it nice and quick. It was it was unlike last year where we were just sweating bullets while we were watching it. It was not fun. Yeah, but like last year they did like here's five here's five teams. Commercial break. Here's another five teams. Commercial break. Let's summarize the top five players. Commercial break. <laughs> Stop it. Just get to it already. Here's five and four. Commercial break. Come on. But yeah, they flew through it. So I, I was actually surprised how quickly it went. But uh, I was happy. Yeah, tip to the hat to the, I guess it was a Dallas GM. It was like 14th pick. Dallas, and he just takes his headphones off, puts them on the table. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's what you were expecting. You had, what, a 2% chance? Yeah, but you're surprised about that. Worked out for the Rangers last year, didn't it? It did. It did. Um, So, yeah, with with Buffalo winning, does this mean the Taylor Hall's team won it again? Technically, he's not there anymore. Correct. He's in Boston. Correct. But what's his team at the start of the season? Well, now you're stretching it. <laughs> you're stretching oh, it, but technically now I'm stretching right. it. Yeah. Trade trees. Yeah. So, because so now Buffalo will have two first overall picks and a number two. Well, if Michael believe- stays there. If Michael stays true. there. What are they trying to be, Edmonton? But <laughs> got a ways to go on Edmonton's that. got McDavid and Newt and Nuge left, right? Because Dreisaitl's like a fifth overall or something. Yeah, most of the other... Well, they, they might be able to get Yakupov's Yakupov gone. back. Hall's gone. <laughs> yeah, so Buffalo probably Eberle? has higher... No, Eberle's in the Islanders now? Nobody was a first overall for them, wasn't he? No, he was a second round pick, I think. Okay. He's one of the few that worked out. <laughs> yeah, they don't do have too much success with that. I don't remember who else I had. I think that's it. Yeah, it was four. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, Buffalo has another number one overall pick if Eichel stays there. Well, Eichel is two. That... Dahl da, uh, da means the other one. Oh, that's right. Sorry. But yeah. 
But I mean, still, does, that's like top level. But does Eichel stay there? He's... I don't know. Yeah. They should trade him. So do you know about his, his neck injury? Did we talk about this at all? Probably not. Eh? No, I don't think so. Nope. So he, he's got a neck injury. And he wants to get a surgery for it. And the team doesn't want him to right. get the surgery. Right. But what happens is the surgery that he's looking for is where he'll get, because it's a, it's, a, it's a disc issue in his neck. And what he's looking for is to get a surgery to get um, an artificial disc put in. Whoa. And the reason that the Sabres don't want to do it is, one, you've got, like, what, $90 million left committed to this player? Mm-hmm. So they don't want to risk something that no professional hockey player has ever had this surgery before. And you usually as an athlete, especially in contact sport, you never get an artificial piece put in. I don't think I've ever heard of that, and especially in the spine. So the team is hesitant because this is apparently experimental at this point. Yikes. So, and of course, the Sabres are just the Sabres, so he doesn't want to be there anyways. But now for a team that's going to be trading for him, I don't think any other team's going to want to approve that surgery. Well, it'll be an interesting off-season then, won't it? And then, like, the only way that I would allow it is if you take it, you're waiving your insurance and your contract. So if you're not medically cleared to play after the surgery, I'm not paying you a penny. And you've got Jared Cowan as precedence to this. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, there you go. So it's, it's a... That just makes it that much more complex. So big brain, big brain trade. Want this one? Eichel to Toronto for Marner. And then the Leafs put Eichel on LTIR for six months or eight months until he recovers. And then they can use that space to get even more players. It's an interesting thought, but Eichel's a center, is he not? Is he? I don't know. You, I don't, you can put I, him on the wing. He is a center. I don't think it. I don't think it's enough to get one for one. I think no, but that's the only way that you can get the cash to work. No, but yeah, I don't. I just think that Eichel is way more valuable than Mitch Marner. I think so too. But if he's in, well, number one, Buffalo is just bad. Mm-hmm. Buffalo could have had Mete for free. Also, don't forget that. And they decided no, our tire fire's plenty full right now. So, granted, for for Eichel, they should be doing like a, a Carlson level trade of getting like six, seven pieces to fill all the gaps that they have. But being a division rival, I think that they should stick to the plan. You're assuming they have one. Correct. And I think well, things are going great there. I think more importantly, the Suns are picking 10th. So. You don't think they're trading the pick? Uh, I said last night, book it. But I think Trent Mann really wants to keep the pick. And if they do keep the pick, I think they'll go down the... Depending if uh, Dylan 
Gunther were to fall to them at number 10, which I doubt he will, I think they'd go down the road of picking up one of the centers because there's a handful of them, and you take your chance with one of them. Uh, I've heard the name Atu Raddy, who was supposed to go first overall in this draft uh, based on last year's rankings. Some people have him falling uh, to 14, 15. He struggled big time this past year, but, you know, could have just been the year. And if the Sens believe in him, maybe they'd bring him in. I think the reason they would like him is if you look around what's working right now in the league, Barkov is a complete beast out there. Lundell, who's another Florida draft pick, is was lighting it up in uh, Finland this year. And then, you know, not that he had a spectacular year with the Habs, but in the playoffs, he's starting to put the puck in the net. Kota Niemi is uh, another Finnish center. So, you know, seems like the Finns are developing some pretty good centers. And I'm, I'm sure I'm missing uh, another couple along the way there. So that's a name I would look out for. I know there's a lot of people on Sense Twitter that are enamored with uh, Chaz. Um, I don't his know last name. Yeah. Yeah, because just because people like Lucius. Lucius. Chaz Lucius. <clears throat> yeah, Chaz Lucius. Because yeah. he's got a fun name. Yeah. So, and you know, Mason McTavish is another name. And so, you know, I think whatever player we pick, the, the Sens will do their due diligence, but. I think you have a player that was supposed to go first overall, like was projected to go first overall. If he falls to you, it's very much intriguing. Sens do like their projects. There wouldn't be a need to rush him in, and they could let him develop and stew. And plus you have uh, Lassie Thompson, so when he comes over, you'd have someone to hang out with. Plus, Oh, and he's a teammate of uh, your uh, your goalie there. Oh, yes, yeah, Marilinen. Marilina, so yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I I, I kind of want the immediate. I think the team needs the immediate help instead of a project. Well, I know, I know, and especially with the expansion team or with the expansion draft this year, mm-hmm. it's an easy time to make <laughs> to make a trade like that. I know they were very interested last year in making a move for a center. The name, you know, Sean Monahan popped up a few times. And I know Calgary wasn't really looking to trade him. The issue that comes along with trying to trade a center is somebody wants something back, and it's not just a draft pick. And I know that the one name that everyone brings up is Josh Norris. Well, Josh Norris yeah, isn't no going way. anywhere. So, no you know, unless you're willing to give up Josh Norris, I don't see that happening. And that's that was the conversation with uh, people about Jack Eichel was, well, you got to give up Josh Norris in a deal, and people don't want to give that up, and rightfully so, right? Remember when we were trading Eric well, Carlson, and everyone yeah. wanted him to go to Dallas, and the return had to be Miro Heskinen, and and Dallas fans were like, "Are you kidding me? You're not getting Heskinen. That's no way you're getting that guy." And you know what? They were right. I'm, yeah, they were. They really were. <laughs> they were right, you know. So I'm not giving up Josh Norris for. for <coughs> no, I think Josh Norris is better than uh, 
Monahan, you know, and, and I'm not and I'm not giving up Josh Norris and taking away that connection with Brady Kachuk, who I'm trying to sign for eight years. It just doesn't make sense logistically. Yeah, that's yeah. where I was going to go. If if you want to keep uh, if you want to keep Kachuk, you have to keep Norris. Otherwise, yeah. I think you would dig yeah. yourself more than a bit of a hole on that one. I'll give you Colin White. Do you want Colin White? <laughs> I think that's going to be a hard no. <laughs> you know, I Racist. I personally I personally I like Colin White the, the the person. I like him as a player. I wish, but he has a lot to be desired. Like, there's so much more. He was so overhyped. He was so overhyped. I just year, years ago, Dorian told us someday Colin White will be our third line center. And he looks to me right now like a really good third line center. Mm-hmm. But five years from now, you're going to pay him six million dollars, or four years mm-hmm. from now. That's it's too much for a, for a budget team. That it, it, it's too much. They well, that's, on that one. That's why I think. If but it got keep... Thomas Shabbat signed. Keep that in mind. I don't signed. know if it did. I I think Thomas Shabbat got Thomas Shabbat signed, but that's that's why I think back to the draft. You go down that road and you take a center. You know you have a top ten pick. It's nothing, and I know people are saying, like we said earlier, that it's not a deep draft. But if you can get a center and develop him, you never know who comes out of any. You know who's going to come out of that player. It's it's just such a crapshoot. So it's number ten overall worth two years of, of Matt Dumba guaranteed. At twenty six mm. years old. You'd be Dumba not to consider it. <laughs> and and so with that, because there, there's two options with you because Winnip- Winnipeg, Minnesota's gonna have to do something mm-hmm. to retain Dumba. So it might be another trade like with Vegas. <clears throat> they told Vegas that they could they'll trade them Alex Tuck for mm-hmm. them to choose Eric Halla and not choose Dumba. And Alex Tuck is a great player. Um I like Halla too, but he, he's bounced around since. Um so now you can either go to Minnesota and say I'll give you a 10th overall for Matt Dumba, and then if they mm-hmm. say no, you say, okay, then you go over to Seattle and say, I'll give you 10 for, for Matt Dumba. The expansion I, draft is before the rookie draft? Before the entry draft. Entry and draft, that's sorry. why I think, yep, yep. So I think that's where there's the timeline problem when we're trying to see. It's like, well, if I've got my eye on this player at the draft, you're missing the opportunity of the expansion draft trades. Hmm. So... Hmm. And this is a stuff that I love. You do love it. I love the business sure. out of this. I love it. I like the Dude, player love, side of it. I love first round playoffs. We haven't talked about oh, that. Oh, it's yet. so good. Okay, well, let's go there. Let's go there. First round is the best round. It, it, it's already we're in round two now. I'm I'm not even excited anymore. It, it's just not the same. <laughs> it's like you, it's all tuckered out. 
Maybe. But every year, I think it's the hardest round to get out of. I know it sounds counterintuitive. Mm-hmm. You think the deeper you go, the harder it'd be. Mm-hmm. Nope. No, round one is tough. And is hockey every night, multiple games, good rivalries going. I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's the greatest time. Well, that's what makes it fun is the, there's a game like on a Saturday, there's a game at three, a game at five, a game at seven. Like, yeah, it never ends. It's fantastic. I, I still prefer the bubble last year though. Cause it, I'd just be working on this, like my slow period. So I just have hockey on TV during the day. It was, <laughs> it was great for me. Sure, their lives were hell, but it was great for me. Well, it we is all some, about you. Some oh, shocking absolutely. results. Shocking results in round one, especially up here in the Northern Division. I mean, Edmonton and Winnipeg. Uh, maybe that's not as much as a shock because... No, four out, though. Four and out is the shocking part. Four and out is a shocking part. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... They went full Tampa. <laughs> High talent team yeah. against a lunch pail team. You know yeah. what? That's a good because who who beat them? Was it Columbus two years Columbus. ago? Columbus. Yep. Yeah. Nick Felino. Yep. That's right. And, and Montreal, Toronto. Your like, annual a, washing of the oh what is what just you had so many chance. John Tavares getting was hurt was brutal. But, Everything yeah. was aligned this year for the Leafs to get out and make it to the conference finals. This was their year. They they stacked the team with veterans for it. The, the everything the division with the division, yep. and the it just goes to show you. Out. And Spencer was their best play. One of their best forwards. Yeah, Spencer scored was. more than he their really high was. paying was, which says something. It is he weird to see Leaf fans praising praising Spencer. Yep. Really weird. <laughs> well, he's on their team now, so that's fine. But but it really goes to show you how. Season. Yeah, he was. So it really goes to show you how you can build your team for the regular season, or you can build your team for the playoffs. And I, I it, it's the weirdest thing in hockey how you know a team that can do really really well in the playoffs may not be the right chemistry to make the playoffs. Yep. It, it, you got to hit you got to hit stride at the right time. You got to play as a team. You can't be just, you know, on one line and be able to shut that one line down. It, what watching the least it really felt like the early 2000 Senators in a way. Like mm-hmm. we were a high talent team. We this we were was projected a 2008 from the start of the season to the end of the season was a 2008. Oh, I'd say even earlier. Remember even when earlier we were getting No, cuz we, we, we still had the expectation after 2007. No, but the, I think they're even more late in egg in the playoffs. But they the they they were the same as I I'm with Canuck on this one. They're more like the 2004 Ottawa Senators, presidents, you know, contending or winning the Presidents Cup and then they Well, can't... that was semifinals that we lost. That was a it, Jeff Friesen year. Well, 2004 yeah. 5, whatever one whatever you okay. you want. But that was, but that, that was still though. semifinals. This isn't choking. it wasn't choking. No, but Not I mean the way. years that they lost to Toronto, that they were ahead of Toronto in the playoffs and then couldn't beat Toronto in the playoffs. Yes, yes. But yes, I, I think it's the other the other part that I found and really also weird is Toronto couldn't beat Toronto in the playoffs because this was this had nothing to do with the Habs. Well, I think it's funny that the the Toronto or that the, the Montreal Canadiens out physically played the Toronto Maple Leafs. When Montreal is supposed to be the the fast team and the skilled team, and they're smaller and they're quicker and they're water bugs, nope. No, they just played the body, and they shut them down. Well, they brought in the right personnel. Edmondson's a 
monster. They're not. They're not ready yet. Yeah, Edmonton's. Just, Edmonton's no, Edmondson. 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 Oh, Edmondson. From Montreal. Okay, sorry. Yeah. And uh, Weber, and then Petrie's. Obviously, I don't know how Edmonton gave up on Petrie so soon was that's beyond seven, me. That's the Oilers. Here come the Oilers. <laughs> that's that's yeah. what it is. Well, a couple of quick trivia points on the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. This is my favorite one. They're the first team in sports history to lose a potential series-clenching game in four consecutive years. Mm-hmm. Four consecutive years they've been able to win a series, and they've blown it. That's never happened before. Yeah. And so really, what? really, all they have, I think, capital oh, games. seven in their last clinch oh. games? Something oh, like they're that? just they're just brutal. But I think Capital Gains had the best Photoshop of everything where he just put a little hyphen in between um, uh, Austin Matthews' races? numbers. Oh. Because Austin yeah. Matthews' is number 34. <laughs> yeah. He's the best. I love that Capital was, Gains. That was the absolute best <laughs> Photoshop I have seen. I was like, that's, it's subtle. He's so good. But it's so good. Meanwhile, oh. Mitch Marner, here's, here's a little trivia about Mitch Marner. He's made $31 million on his current contract. He has zero playoff goals scored. He has 12 playoff um, penalty minutes. Five of them, sorry, out of those 12 uh, penalty minutes in the playoffs, 10 of them are puck over glass. It's wild, eh? Yeah. Now, luckily for him, you only get paid for the regular season, and it shows. Yeah. Well, in seven potential series clinching games in this contract period, two PIMs, one assist. Crazy, eh? And he's made thirty-one million dollars. What's the opposite of clutch? Brake. Grind. <laughs> it's not accelerator. No. <laughs> Must be brake. Um, couple, some some I don't want to say negative news, but some interesting in the things are happening news. Um, Gretzky's leaving the Oilers because he's going to TNT. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I don't know how not, he's going to be. He's not entertaining. It'll be interesting to watch. I don't. Ter- I, he doesn't seem to be terribly entertaining, but the money's there, so he's doing it, and he's bailing on the Oilers, which I thought yeah. was fun. So, so one thing that I heard is that TNT's hoping that he's going to be the, the next Charles Barkley. It's like oh, wrong personality. He's not Charles Barkley. Wrong personality for that. Charles Barkley is a personality type of one. This is not going to mm-hmm. work. The Rangers fired their GM and president, then their coach, and all sorts of other people. It's been a bit of a house cleaning for them. Torts won't be back in Columbus. Talkit won't be back in Arizona. There's going to be some changes going on. I like it. All over the place. All over the place. I think Torts will find a job. Torts will absolutely find a job. Now, here's a question for you. With Montreal making it to the second round of the playoffs, mm-hmm. I was convinced. I was. I. I really wanted Montreal to beat Toronto. I didn't think they were going to, but now that they have, and neither did they. <laughs> but now that they have, does Dominic Ducharme have life as an NHL coach? Because right now he's still an interim coach. He absolutely he beat, does. He he beat the Golden Boy in Toronto. He absolutely does. And I thought Bergevin was on his way out, and this saved his career, too. Yeah, at least for another year or two. Yep. 
So that's good news One for us. One playoff win like that. <laughs> and they yeah. won last night. Yes. Yeah. They did. They did. Now, when it, when it, Winnipeg got a case of the, uh, I like how you put it, Canuck, case of uh, the, the Doras. Yeah, case of the Doras, like the Ottawa Senators had. Nine, nine what, days the off? Game I think it was nine days off between the Eastern Conference final that we won and game one of the Stanley Cup. That was awful. Yeah. Because of was... Dora the Explorer. Mm-hmm. Well done. Um, two other quick notes. Uh, Seth Jones. He has one year left, and he doesn't yes. want to stay in Columbus. Bring him in. <laughs> Bring them all Depending in. on what the cost is. Depending mm-hmm. on what the cost is, I don't know. <laughs> it's Yarmo. We'll win that trade. Don't worry about it. Well, what other? <laughs> well, really? Lately. Because I don't know if he's winning that uh, line A trade right now. But I don't think he's losing it either both ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think the only reason he lost is because of the other center that he sent. Oh, no, yeah, he received the extra center. He received the extra center. Okay, Weird man, what a weird! T- it makes no sense that he's gotten extended. We could send them Cody Gulabeff so he doesn't, you know, D for D there, right? Mm-hmm. And a second, that's a, see, that's that's the problem. Yeah, we got he, that's that's another. We, we got to take a roster player back, though. That, that's another. If you want Seth Jones on the Sens, you got to give up. JBD or something like that. Colin White, Zaitsev, right then, right defenseman. There you go. Okay, Zaitsev and Colin White, Seth Jones. First Seth Jones in the second. Correct. Would you give up? Would you give up? Uh, um, Sanderson. Answer, no. 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 Me neither. I just. I right <laughs> You're just throwing it out there. <laughs> I, I respect that. No, he'll be up by that. the end of the year. He will be. They they made a they made a push to Sanderson again. A few weeks ago, asking him yep. to reconsider. Yeah, after the team was winning. Yeah, and he said no. So I'm not concerned. He'll still burn. The, he will dominate at college. I don't know if that team's going to be any good because everyone's graduated. Yeah, everyone's graduated from that team. So who knows if they're going to make it in the in into the playoffs? But if he doesn't, then he'll slide rule over. And that'll burn the, burn his one year anyways. So you can dominate in college and then come up to the AHL or NHL, and that burns your first year. Listen, Jake, you can't get good shawarma in North Dakota. You got to come here. What's North Dakota known for? <laughs> Wheat. <laughs> Mountain. No. Not South Dakota. No. It... <laughs> South Dakota's hat. <laughs> Where? You you don't even have what, Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore, yeah. That's South Dakota. That's in South, isn't it? <laughs> so you can stop on the way to Mount Rushmore. <laughs> North Dakota is... Uh, it's not even Montana. You don't even have the Dutton family there. Is uh, famous for goulash. Really? Mm-hmm. That's, that's weird. German, also German cake. Cushion, cushion. I'm all for it. I like German hmm. food. It's, it's heavy. Food. <laughs> it's honestly, heavy. honestly, sad. Um, oh yes, sad, sad, sad that uh, 
Central Beer House Coast. Yep. Mm. Yeah. That schnitzel was great. Oh, yeah. Especially on our, those cold walks to the uh, CTC. So That'd be a bit of a walk. Oh, yeah, not, not from, from there. You're just from your car. Okay. You know what's going to happen now? <laughs> yes. Actually, I shouldn't complain. I'm in, I'm in lot number... Yeah, you're in lot two? Lot two or three? Oh, three. The one... The one like three. You're in three. Three, yeah. The one right at the side door there. So oh, that's all right. Oh wow. Yeah, it's yeah. it's actually great. That you're ahead of the media. <laughs> well, I'm also a paying member. <laughs> There's that. We're gonna get a le- an email tomorrow after we drop the episode. It's gonna be from like the manager of Blue Forty Two Spurts Grill and Bar out of uh, Dickinson, North Dakota, and he's saying I'm no longer gonna listen to your episodes. <laughs> I didn't even know you were. It in my state. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. There goes I a don't know why you Google to find that, but that's amazing. <laughs> All right. I think we're getting to the point of the show. <laughs> we just lost the West Dakota oil sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Brady. That's going to cost us Brady right there. Honestly, because I, I typed in, I typed in like 10 foods that North – like. I typed in what is North Dakota known for? <laughs> it's the most <laughs> random food. <I've... laughs> like some of the stuff, it's so random that I can't even like pronounce. <laughs> pronounce. Well, I guess they have a lot of Mennonites. What's this like pelt? Wooden... <laughs> hey, the state fruit is chokeberry. <laughs> no, no, that's that, no, that's, that's, that's a the, <laughs> I was gonna say that's the official fruit of Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're getting to that point where we're getting a little punchy. So, this was fun. I don't know when yeah. we're back. After... Well, we got we to gotta grind some gears first. Hang on. Oh, yes. We're not done yet. Okay, I'll do the week ahead after. Canuck? Are you ready to grind gears? Yeah. I think so. I don't think we got much left to talk about. We do have an email to read. We could read that. It, just came, in. Email to read? it just came in from CB Inc. Good. I can read it. I have it up. Go for okay. it. Okay, good afternoon, gentlemen. Welcome to the summer, although I hear summer's only two and a half weeks long in Ottawa. Joking aside, who thinks Kachuk will be captain? I'm not sure myself. It's a commitment both ways, but it sounds good to me. Hands up for everyone vaccinated. I got my first jab in early April. Hooray! Oh, we are. That's good. I'm looking forward to next season and hopefully uh, a game weekend in Ottawa. I have a question for Sense Insider. How much Zinfandel do you drink in a week, and how much? Do, and how do you like your steak? I like mine still mooing. Hope you all have a great summer. Looking forward to next year. Go sends go. Leafs suck. P.S. Twelve maple leaves tasted. Uh, Twelve maple leaves tested positive for sucking. The rest came back inconclusive. <laughs> he he wrote me today and he asked me what type of wine I posted, and if it was Zin. If it wasn't, then not to reply. So I didn't reply. <laughs> so i did see that i did see his tweet um i have a lot of zen um it's more of a it's more of a collection obsession i i'm not a anyone that knows me personally uh i know uh, pan pan knows me quite well i'm not a a huge drinker so it's no. it makes people people are kind of weirded by it but I do enjoy when I have people over when we're back to normal, hopefully to pull out a nice bottle of wine and share with friends. And, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people that I like to 
share the the goodness. And in mm. terms of my steak, it really depends on the type of steak. My favorite type of steak is rib steak, and I always get I get a medium because medium is the temperature that renders the fat down to where it's edible, mm. like edible as you want to say. But if it's filet mignon or something like that, it's usually medium rare. So, well done. I can't wait for Gordon Ramsay steak. Oh, oh yeah. What? Oh. Going back to Vegas or whenever oh. we can go back to Vegas. I'm going. Oh. I think I'm going to go. Back canals open now. I think I'm going in September for my fortieth. So, because we'll, 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 we'll see. We'll see how things. I'm on a. I'm on a two. I'm on a two vac summer. I got my second. Yeah, vaccine. you already are. Yeah, I got my second vax yesterday. So nice. Well, here's to hoping mine's uh, not too far out, but I don't want to make yeah, it no. too close. No, I, I emailed today, by the way, Colonel, just to figure out what the game proper plan procedure is. will be. Well yeah. done. Well, okay. we're tracking for July, August. So yep, tracking yeah. for July, which means that's fine with me. Yeah. Okay. Worst case for August 13th, anyway. Exactly. Yeah. All right, let's grind gears and get out of here. All right. Just before we grind gears, I just a little more North Dakota facts. The clothes dryer was invented there. <laughs> we should have freaking introduced this. Episode of the year. I'll just carry it forward to next year, even though we only have one player in North Dakota. That'll be fine. And the most two. interesting, the we most interesting. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I love this that's one. Weird. North North Dakota is either the 39th or the 40th state admitted to the union. They're not even sure. But <laughs> well, is it? Do you do you? If I presume North and South Dakota join at the same time, so do you do them alphabetically? No, it's a it's a Chris Grattan fax machine issue. That's what. Oh. <laughs> you know what really grinds my gears? After nineteen ninety eight. Which Cassie did we just pick up? Yeah. All right, Karen, I'll go for it. Uh, the thing that really grinds my gears, and I've noticed it quite a lot uh, lately, especially with people being more outside because of the weather's warmer. And this is going to sound really petty, but I'll explain why. Um, I have two friends of mine who have significant birth defects in their legs and um, they both affect the way that they walk, um, but they still can walk. And what really grinds my gears is people who walk by scuffing their feet along the ground. It drives me, like it's just so lazy to just to scuff your feet along the ground all the time. Pick them up, walk normally, walk like an actual human. It's not that difficult. If my friends with birth defects, one of whom has had 27 surgeries... If they can do it, so can you. Stop scuffing your feet. What grinds my gears is when Colonel passively aggressively attacks me. You're not a foot scuffer. I've walked with you. No, not anymore. No, I used to be, and then I started going to the chiropractor, and it fixed everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what grinds your gears? I got a couple. Yeah, go ahead. What is I get calls every day? I swear, every taxes. day, if not multiple times a day, and it's either... you uh, got to pay your taxes or the police are going to come and get you. No, 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 it's not that. This is even better. They're offering... It, it's the... On behalf of Visa and MasterCard, they're going to cancel my debt, or they're calling on behalf of TransUnion and whatever the other one is, the Equifax. credit agency, Equifax, yeah. And they're just that, or it's the Justice Department. You know, there's outstanding warrants on my arrest and blah, 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 blah. So... Yeah, well, two of those are true, though. <laughs> so they're going to arrest you, but cancel out your debt. Yeah. Not about trade. Yeah. Right? And yeah. I, I like too, that they're coordinated. It's not just one of the credit card companies it's visa and MasterCard together. So that's, pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> that's great. That's great. 
See, like say enough stuff and see it. what sticks, right? Exactly. Press that button. I, I, one of these days, I want to just hang on the line and just see where it goes, right? Take him, <laughs> take him down the road. Uh, the other thing that grinds my gears is, uh, you know, for for our uh, U.S. listeners, I mean, if you're paying attention to what's happening north of the border, it's a different world where you are, right? Um, we're, we're in Ontario. We're still in lockdown. Like, we cannot go to the store to buy a non-essential item. It's all curbside pickup. We can't dine in a restaurant. And you look at what's going on in the U.S., and pandemic is so last year, depending on what state. But even in the most, you know, cautious states, it's never been like this, right? Except for maybe March last year. So I, I miss travel. You're talking about Vegas, and, and uh, it doesn't matter what it is. It's like, dang, like this this is grinding our gears. Let's get these vaccines rolled out. Yeah, I'd like to be able to cross a provincial border, please. Just that. I still haven't, <laughs> been, <laughs> I haven't been fishing yet this year. Yeah, That is a grind. I still haven't picked up the maple syrup I made in March before we were locked down. Oh, yeah, you need to get over to Quebec. Mm-hmm. That I do. You absolutely do. Just for that. Sense Insider, got a, anything that grinds your gears? You seem pretty casual. I don't know if anything grinds your gears. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I, you I, have I, not been on Twitter. I just set them up. I just uh, you know, greased the gears there. Okay. Yeah. My, uh, my grinding of the gears is basically what you've seen with me on Twitter, which is uh, the kids not going back to school. And I understand everyone wants to have a somewhat normal summer, but as someone that has three children, two of them who we're blessed, they're twins and they're in daycare. So we're blessed for that. But my four-year-old who is in kindergarten four or junior kindergarten, depending on how you call it, you know, his mental health has taken a severe beating and it's sad, you know, the greatest joy as a parent is watching your kids grow. And one of the saddest things is watching your kids grow because they time goes by so fast and watching him have to suffer at the age of four, where he should be cheerful and happy and giggling and joking to be miserable and angry and getting to the point where, you know, I'm not afraid to share this, but he's, you know, hitting his head, his head with his fist or, He's banging his head against the couch or against his beanbag chair in frustration because he's angry and he doesn't want to be at home anymore. So, yeah. um, we like especially when you can see the other kids on the screen. Yeah, and <clears throat> but you can't friend, be with them, and it's chaos. No, and and what grinds my gears is Doug Ford comes out and he says, "Okay, you can't go back to school, but you can get together outside for." for a grad celebration with, you know, like, I'm sorry. What? What's what the talk- point? What, what are you What's talking? The point? Why are we do- like, it's either, and this is, and this goes back to uh, the beginning of the pandemic. It's either you shut it all down or you start and you open it back up. And let's be honest here. Or I'll be honest. And you guys might've, I know for sure pan followed the rules more than I did. This wasn't a lockdown. I go to McDonald's at lunchtime and I grab something and there's a lineup of 45 cars and everyone's parked in the parking lot and people are outside talking to each other. 
This was last week, the week before. As soon as the nice weather happened, I go to Starbucks. I met friends outside at Starbucks. Yeah, you know what? Because you need that social interaction. And like adults need it, kids need it. So, you know, my son today, uh, last night, uh, my parents came and they picked up my son and they picked up my brother's two kids and they were together. And now he's going to stay with his cousins for the next three days because you know what? Mentally, he needs it. And people could say, well, you're breaking rules and this and that. You know what? I don't think anyone's. Yeah, I don't think the rules because I'm sorry. I, I respect teachers contrary to sometimes what I say on Twitter, but it's out of frustration. And I have a lot of friends that are teachers that wish they were in school teaching right now. And they agree I have, with it. Yeah. For, for of the teachers that I've spoken to, mm-hmm. they all want to be back in class. Yeah. And two of the, or two, well, two or three of the ones that I have also mm-hmm. have school aged children. Mm-hmm. So try to teach high school online Mm-hmm. to a bunch of teenagers that have the cameras off and are not engaged anymore because they're mm-hmm. they're mentally done too mm-hmm. but they can take care of themselves during the day and then you have a five-year-old in senior kindergarten that's screaming his head off and then an eight-year-old that's not paying attention in class mm-hmm. yeah. and you have to be there all at the same time it's absolute chaos what they really should especially for like junior kindergarten because it doesn't really matter they mm-hmm. should have just called the year yeah well, just call it early. And problem. I know for like one of my friends, the, the kids are the youngest is an SK. Mm-hmm. I think there's 20 kids scheduled to be in the class and there's only 10 of them now. Whoa. Well, and that, and that's, the that's other ones they've ha- just given up. That's what's happening with our, our four-year-old is the kids aren't showing up anymore. And, you know, the teachers are, are losing their patience. You can hear them on the zoom calls. They're losing their patience. They can't control the class. And, you know, it's not fair. Like I have a full-time job, which I can't really do from home because mm-hmm. I, I, I run a company and my wife works from home, but it's not fair for her either because she can't just stop working to do this right. online school. It doesn't work that way, you know, and she yeah. feels guilty because she's a person that's very conscious in her work and how, and what type of work she puts out there in the presentation to her coworkers. So, you know, it's, it's just too much. And that's, you know, I know it's a, I'm long winded on this because it really does grind my gears that you can't send the kids back for a couple of weeks. And, mm-hmm. you know, I know people want to okay, get though, Cause three weeks from now you can send them to day camp. Well, and that, yeah, that's the way it's going to be. And I'm lucky for that, but three weeks is a long time. But, for but what's the point then? Oh, I understand that. But then what's the point of having schools closed? Well, that's what I mean. If they can go to camps. It's it's nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. Well, it's up there with we can't have golf courses open because me and my buddies like together. They get together and have pints afterwards. So we can't open them. It's the same thinking. I golfed. Well, we we, we don't need golf. I'm sorry. We don't. No, we don't need golf. But I think what Cardinal's trying to say is, the comment was dumb. It well, didn't the, make the comment sense. was yes. The planning, the way the planning is done, is very similar. It's well, this is my experience. You'll yes. notice that you'll notice that in, through this entire stay-at-home thing, this whole entire stay-at-home thing, never once, never once, did he say, "Hey, Toronto, don't go to the Muskokas." No, not directly. Never. 
Nope. Because that's where his cottage is. Yep. I can't go to mine because mine's on the other side of the Ontario-Quebec border. But he never once told Toronto not to go up to the Muskokas. Mm-hmm. Because that's a bad political decision. Yep. And I've got friends in Grey Bruce. And that's another thing because that, that community has two active cases. Huh. Because it's no. not tr- – there's maybe 50,000 people in that community now. Yeah, not Probably for long. Probably even less. Not for long. Mes- the message has just but, been – But the school's closed. Mm-hmm. With two active cases. So I don't know. Regardless, well, he's going to win the next election anyway. So. King- Kingston has, had, has – I heard this tonight was like 15 case, 1,500 cases total. This pat like throughout this throughout pandemic. the pandemic, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Yikes. you're you're. I know, you know. <laughs> well, look up the Ottawa yeah. Valley. They you can count them on you know this number of serious cases on one hand. Mm-hmm. But, yep. I just can't. Anyways, that that's what that's what grinds my gears. So yeah. thank get you. a jab, everybody. Get a jab. <laughs> no, get two. Just space them out twelve weeks. We'll all get out of this together. Yep. Pan, do you have anything that grinds your gears or are you done? I can't really talk that much, but just one thing that I saw in, in Insider, you can help me and remind me who it was that posted this, but mine is pretty much people that complain about other people trying to be safe. So huh. these this are the anti-maskers, but the, the one that, that I saw online, oh no, that's here too. It's here too. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Oh, yeah but here. the one that I saw from Post Media today was, I can't remember who the name was, Someone and Colonel, the you're gonna blow right up at this. I can't believe that adults wear bike helmets. Why do you care? Who cares? Well, you shouldn't. And someone's like, "Well, it's like you know, you can get hit." He's like, "Oh, I don't look like when I'm biking. I'm I'm careful for cars." It's like, Mm -hmm. well, why didn't people think about that for the last three hundred years of bicycles have freaking existed? Yeah, but Mm. you know, I used to drive a motorcycle, and I'll tell you. I was. It wasn't me. I was worried about. It was the other people. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't wear. You don't wear a, a helmet on a motorcycle or a bike because of what you're doing. It's everybody else on the road that you're worried about. Exactly. And the fact that one saved my life. I'm not going to even get into that one. Correct. Literally. It saved, saved it my life. Saved your life. Because <laughs> it was bad enough with one. Okay. Um, let's end on a good note. Here's a little piece of trivia I forgot to mention earlier. The number of teams in the NHL this year who did not get shut out ever. Ottawa Senators. One. Ottawa Senators. What a great stat. I love that. Okay. We'll be back at some point in July after a whole bunch of stuff happens or in case something really big happens. You never know. We might do an emergency episode. But that's not to be expected. Well, Brady. Until then. Yeah, exactly. Until then, Sands Insider, thank you very much for joining us again. This is almost becoming an annual tradition. I love it. (laughs) It's great. Until then, on behalf of Canuck and Pan, I'm Cardinal. Thank you all very much for listening. Good night. And good night to those in Fargo, North Dakota. (laughs) Don't get put in a wood chipper. (laughs) 